Unexpected breaking news from inside the Big Brother house. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonvez, and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. Well, since we let you Friday, shocking developments from inside the house as Josh, the lefty from Tennessee, lost the power of veto competition and was immediately made a have-not. But Josh was having no part of being put on slop and removed himself from the game, demanding double cheeseburgers on the way out. Tonight, another house guest will lead the game. But first, let's watch the drama of Josh's exit unfold. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law, 405-659-7221, or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now, with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Did you say he grabbed a double cheeseburger on his way out the, the door? Demanded, he, he was demanding double cheeseburgers on his way out. It was very dramatic. Now, how do you exit. feel about that? Is that? Do you feel like that was a very nice thing to <laughs> I say, I apologize way back to the first time I said that. Um, okay. I did write that uh, script. Um, at my home yesterday without air conditioning. It was very hot. I was probably a little <laughs> delirious. So and I expect I accept all responsibility. We did have quite the drama late in Friday's show. I think unprecedented in countdown history, right? A team was demoted uh, two spots because I was stood up by their play-by-play voice. <laughs> And I think I've got these in the right order for the fight songs now. All right, so we're about we'll find to see. Out. So, uh, all right, so here we go. Let's remind you of the five teams who unveiled uh, to start the countdown last week, starting at 25. Nebraska came in at 25. Sooners headed to Lincoln this year to face Casey Thompson. By the way, Deshaun Watson just got six games, DJ. Oh, Deshaun did Watson. Be... Six game suspension. What? Is that? Are you it's not enough. Too much? Not enough? Not, okay. not enough. 20, 24. Do you think he'll try to massage that down to less? Yeah, he'll he'll try he'll try, he'll try to massage it down. Thank you. I'm sure you're the first one that has said that since first it dropped. First one yeah. and only one I'm sure that will think of that joke today. Kansas State came in at 24. Oklahoma opens Big 12 play with the Wildcats this year. Now quarterbacked by former Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez. 23. Yeah, you got it. Tennessee, originally 21 on our countdown, moved down to 23 by virtue of uh, Bob Kessling standing us up on Friday. The Vols, led by Josh Heupel. Great first year for Hype. Can he keep it going this year? 22. Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss landed at 22. Jackson Dart landed in Oxford expected to probably maybe be their quarterback this year. We'll see. He's in a battle. And 21. Three straight SEC teams in the countdown. Arkansas at 21. Phil Elson joined us last week to talk Razorback football as they had a breakout year last year, trying to do it again this year at Fayetteville, which brings us to today. The number 20-ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... Did you have this one in the system? Did not, and did not realize it until just a short bit ago and scrambled very quickly to find it. So Leave this up for a second. For a team that is this prominent, have you ever heard this fight song before? 
I don't think I have. If I have, I don't remember hearing it, no. Like, it stood out immediately once I hit play on it that, hey, we've never played this song for whatever yeah. reason. Now, they're prominent for basketball, but still, like, when Kansas plays their fight song, you immediately know it's Kansas, right? Even though you only hear it in basketball. Number 20 is the Kentucky Wildcats, folks. So you're telling me this is the first time we've had Kentucky on the countdown? Is Ever, because it is not in my system at all, yeah. How about that? Boy, Mark Stoops is uh, doing things up there in the Bluegrass State. Great year last year, another 10-win season. They've won 10 games now two of the last four years. Last year, beat Florida, beat LSU. They killed LSU last year. Uh, beat Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. Last year, went 10-3 and three and have a chance to be a problem again this year. Obviously, Georgia's the team to beat in the SEC East. But Kentucky will once again vie for second, in my opinion. We've got them slightly ahead of Tennessee. Uh, the best news for Kentucky is they got Will Levis back, the quarterback. He had the opportunity to go pro last year turned it down, and decided to come back. And that's what there is to be excited about for Kentucky. I mean, they got a lot of other things, but, I mean, he is a potential high-round draft pick at the quarterback position. They did lose their OC, Liam Cohen. He went to the Rams. They lost their star wide receiver, Wondell Robinson. Um, Replacing him is probably the biggest question mark for them. They went and got Tavion Robinson from Virginia Tech. They've got uh, some other youngsters. They've recruited well at the wide receiver position, but replacing Juan Dale is the biggest question mark for them on offense. They've got Chris Rodriguez, a very good running back. In fact, if Rodriguez has a good season this year, he needs about 1,100 yards. He will become Kentucky's all-time leading rusher breaking Benny Snell's record, and we all know how great Benny Snell was up there. Last year they had the big blue wall on the offensive line, lost a couple of those guys to the NFL. Uh, We'll see. Early returns are that they're going to be good on the O-line again, but they lost two really good players on the O-line. But the big news is that they got Levis back, and he is uh, really, really good. Uh, great season last year, 3,000 yards of offense, the first Kentucky quarterback to total 3,000 yards of offense in almost a decade. He had 33 touchdowns last year. Levis, combined with Rodriguez, combined with a pretty good offensive line, if they can find a couple of guys to throw the ball to, Kentucky's going to be really good on offense again. They play the... Rams style of offense that's who they're mimicking at the next level and it's been effective defensively they were tremendously helped by four guys deciding to come back and use their extra year of eligibility this year uh, safety Tyrell Ajian, linebackers DeAndre Square Jacques Jones and Jordan Wright all didn't have to come back but use their COVID year to come back. So they are a veteran defensive unit. They did lose a couple of guys to the NFL, Josh Paschal, Marquan McCall, 
but they've recruited well on the D-line, going to have to rely on some youngsters up front, which is scary in the SEC, but they've recruited well on that D-line. Should be strong on the back end with uh, uh, Ajeon coming back, Jalen Geiger back there. Really, the question for them defensively is, can these highly recruited youngsters be good immediately on the defensive line? The schedule looks like this. They open the season with a win against Miami. Get them at home. Miami of Ohio, I should clarify. Game two, they go to Florida. They got to play the Gators in the swamp, and that'll be a revenge game for Florida. So that'll be tough. Then they get two more non-con wins, Youngstown State and Northern Illinois. At Ole Miss, tough. South Carolina at home, Mississippi State at home, both manageable. At Tennessee, that'll be tough, but winnable. At Missouri, should be a win. Vanderbilt should be a win. They played Georgia in Lexington, but they're going to have a hard time beating them. And they close the season with their in-state rival, Louisville. I mean, Georgia, probably a loss. At Florida, probably a loss. You figure with at Ole Miss, at Tennessee, there's probably at least one loss in there, maybe two. I'm thinking eight and four, nine and three regular season. You get a bowl game. If you go nine and three and you win the bowl game, maybe you're looking at another 10 win year, nine, 10 win season again for Mark Stoops. He's got to contend with Florida and Tennessee uh, on that side of the uh, SEC to be the second best team in the SEC East, but they got a chance. They got a chance if some things break their way. I can't rank them higher than 20, though, Teach. Kentucky at 20, too high, too low, or just right? This one's difficult for me. I, I look at that schedule and think that you're just right, but then I look at it and I'm like, man, they've got to prove it to me and continue to grow as a program because there's two or three of those that even a couple of them that they've got at home with South Carolina and Mississippi State, you could see twisting off that other way yeah, and sure. potentially being a five-loss team. So I'm going to they say— They could also go into the swamp and win. They, they could. They, they absolutely could. So I'm going to say that you have them slightly too high, but I still think they're a top 25 team. But I think I'm going to put them at another— maybe one or two more losses potentially from what you were just discussing there. So I'll say just slightly too high on Kentucky. Hates I knew that. I knew you were going to do Got that. It. Stop it. Sorry, I just had, I just had to Stop add that. It. Man, I didn't know you disliked Mark Stoops so I much. Like, that is... I, I like Mark Stoops. Is it the entire Stoops family, Stop. or is it just something about Stop. Mark that rubs you the wrong way? <laughs> I knew you were going to try to do this. <laughs> I got Kentucky at 20. TJ says massively overrated, does not believe in Mark Stoops and the Wildcats this year. You don't listen to a word I say. <laughs> 7.50, we'll be back. Kentucky at 20. Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. Weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Oh, my God! Toby! Toby's getting held back by security! T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans.